What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick, here with you on Friday, February 25th. It's good to be back on the pod after we had an extended break with the All-Star break. And, you know, the Warriors played last night in Portland. Nice to see them get back to their winning ways after their struggles entering the All-Star break. Before we get into all of that, hey listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Follow now. So, we're going to be talking a little bit about the All-Star Weekend, Steph Curry and his brilliant performance, 16 three-pointers, JTA also, as well as Jonathan Kaminga participating in the slam dunk contest in the Rising Stars Challenge, as well as breaking down last night's game in Portland. So let's get into it. Talking about the All-Star Game, Steph Curry, man, what a performance Career-high 16 threes, which is the most he's made in an NBA game, um, let alone an All-Star game. 50 points, which previously broke his record last season, which was 28. And, you know, Steph Curry has been so good on the year and, and just in his career and the player that he's come to be. But, you know, really heading into the All-Star break and over the last few months, really kind of after hitting the or getting the three-point record um, has really struggled with his shot as far as the standards that we're used to or, or the norm that we're used to with Curry. His shooting numbers are all down, but, you know, I've talked a little, a little bit about this on previous shows. I think a lot of that has to do with missing Draymond Green, and Steph Curry's role is very much different with Green than without him, um, but what we saw in the all-star game was Curry just really get back to hitting threes, which is one of the things we all love that he's able to do. And so just to have a performance, you know, of course it's not a regular season game. It's really just exhibition. They're not really playing defense. It's still great to see you need, you know, the warriors are going to need Curry down the stretch here in the regular season. If, if the warriors want to have, a chance to overtake the Phoenix Suns or just even holding on to their number two spot in the West. I mean, the Grizzlies are only two and a half games behind them. So, you know, for this team to be firing on all cylinders, it's really going to start with Steph Curry. And great to see him in that time off really get hot from three. And hopefully we see that bleed into the rest of this sprint of the regular season. We've got about a shade over 20 games left before playoff time. And, you know, I'd love to see Curry make 16 threes in a regular season game. I know him and Clay Thompson have a little bit of a competition going on. Clay Thompson currently holds the record at 14. So that was really great. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson made it to the uh, second place in the slam dunk contest. He had, you know, a pretty incredible dunk over Andrew Wiggins. You should definitely go check that out. Check out the highlights if you haven't seen that yet. 
and Jonathan Kaminga. Not really much to say in his Rising Stars debut, although great to see him out there and participate in the games and get recognition for what he's been doing on the court. Um, his growth and development as a rookie has really been outstanding um, compared to what really our expectations were coming into the season and even through you know, the first chunk of games in the regular season, Jonathan Kaminga's role was very up and down, inconsistent. He would show flashes of potential followed by, you know, long stretches of making mistakes and, and not really being there. So, you know, really great to see his development as well, which is another reason why the Warriors have been playing so well and been able to maintain their place in the standings despite missing Draymond Green and James Wiseman. Um, And so on that note, I wanted to give a quick little news update on James Wiseman, who's now scrimmaging. He's participating in full contact five-on-five scrimmages with the Warriors, and he was assigned to the Santa Cruz Dubs, C-Dubs, to get more five-on-five work in. So um, some clips, I saw some clips of him in those scrimmages he looked really good he had a nice explosive put back dunk off of a missed shot in transition looked like he was moving pretty well so all really good things seems like Wiseman is uh ramping up which is um a lot of people are are really tired of hearing about that on Twitter it's turned into quite a little bit of a joke of a phrase but the continued response from the Warriors in regards to James Wiseman is he continues to ramp up So, you know, five on five full contact, that's really where he needs to be before he can participate in any games for the Warriors. Uh, I do think he's probably going to get some games in with Santa Cruz, the Santa Cruz C-Dubs, before he actually gets into the rotation with the Golden State Warriors. But this is really good. Um, We could definitely use Wiseman. You know, it remains to be seen how effective he'll be, how many minutes he'll play, what his role will look like. But... Just his journey and his potential, you know, similar to Jonathan Kaminga. And, you know, I personally am trying to remain optimistic while keeping my expectations in check. I think James Wiseman in a very specific limited role could flourish as a JaVale McGee type of impact player where he doesn't need to play for 25 minutes, even 15 minutes a night he can go out there he can finish plays run some pick and rolls get some explosive dunks rack up some fouls maybe send away a few shots grab some rebounds be a big body to battle and just hope and help him get more repetition and more comfortable with the group he's going to be playing in so ideally you have him as an option in the playoffs Um, we all know Draymond Green is, you know, the Warriors best option at center when it comes time to close out games. So it's not like you really expect Wiseman to be out there in the winning moments of crunch time, but there's definitely opportunity in times where you're going to need to battle with a Jokic, with an Embiid, with a Vucevic, um, with a... DeAndre Ayton, um, Sabonis, you know, there's plenty of bigs in this league and Kavon Looney has just been absolutely incredible. I love Kavon Looney. That guy's my man, but 
James Wiseman gives you a very different look at the center position than anyone else on the Warriors roster, just like Jonathan Kaminga offers a very unique skill set in his own. So just having Wiseman as another option gives this team a lot more versatility. It gives them a lot more depth. It gives them a lot more flexibility, uh, just all really positive things. So Wiseman continues to ramp up and that's all really good. So we'll be monitoring that and I'll be continuing to provide updates as they're available. Um, But that's really exciting. Still no real update on Draymond Green. Uh, Probably going to be another two or three weeks. We'll see. They remain optimistic that he's going to return, you know, during the regular season. And, you know, as we've said many times, the the fate of this team really rests in Draymond's hands. Um, I don't think that they have nearly as much of an opportunity or nearly as much room for error without Draymond. Um, you know, I think that this group and the way that they're playing, if everyone's playing at optimal level, uh, could, you know, we could skate by a first round or maybe second round opponent, but eventually you need stoppers and it's going to be really hard to stop a Joel Embiid, a Kevin Durant, um, Nikola Jokic and Draymond gives you just that you know in any singular possession or moment Draymond has the ability to take over the game and impose his will and come up with game-winning plays as he's done throughout his career in the moments that have mattered most. The only silver lining here to this extended absence by Draymond Green is it's afforded a lot of other Warriors on this team opportunity, which includes Toscano Anderson, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, Gary Payton, Otto Porter Jr., Nemanja Bielica, Kavon Looney. So, you know, if, if you're going to spin it, if you're going to take a t- positive spin on this pretty, pretty impact, pa- impacting um, injury for the Warriors and missing Draymond Green, who's really the heartbeat of this team, is, you know, guys are getting opportunity, guys are getting minutes, we're getting a chance to develop these young players. And, I mean, look, Jonathan Kaminga, Steve Kerr, you know, reportedly said that Kaminga has earned playoff minutes. He is going to be a piece of the playoff rotation. Uh, as is Gary Payton second, and rightfully so. I mean, these guys are producing at a very high level. I think it would be very unlikely that Jonathan Kaminga would be where he's at right now developmentally if Draymond Green hadn't missed any games or had only missed a handful of games. Uh, Kaminga got a stretch of games as the starter, and really now it's been Gary Payton's turn, and, and Payton's just been a menace, man. You just love to see him out there with the starting unit, really playing power forward, but on defense, just guarding anyone one through five, causing havoc. You know, he does get a little foul prone, but he comes up with a bunch of steals. He makes a lot of great defensive plays. He takes a lot of pressure off of Curry, Thompson, and Wiggins just being able to pick up full court. And he just really gives that intensity that you need, similar to like a Pat Beverly, um, Avery Bradley kind of menace that's just in your face and helps to just disrupt the rhythm of the opposing team 
So, um, you know, if I'm going to put a positive spin on this absence of Draymond Green, it's really been watching the development and growth of Peyton the second and um, Jonathan Kaminga, who are now looking like they're going to be key contributors in this playoff rotation. Um, so, want to give a little recap talking about the game in Portland last night. Warriors win 132-95. to This was a pretty interesting game um, for, for the Portland Trailblazers. None of their starters last night were starters opening night. You had uh, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, and Yusuf Nurkic. So um, for those of you who don't know or haven't really been following along, uh, CJ McCollum, Norman Powell, and Robert Covington were traded away. Damian Lillard is basically going to miss the rest of the season and has already missed a large chunk of the season due to an abdominal strain that he decided to get surgery for um it's something he's played through in years past and they decided that this was the year to get the procedure done and then Yusuf Nurkic who reportedly had turf toe um a few days ago and is going to miss up to or at least the next four weeks so sure uh you know Portland Trailblazers they had Justice Winslow Josh Hart Anthony Simons among others But really missing a lot of their main guys, trying to incorporate a lot of these new pieces that they got in trades, developing young players. So, you know, obviously very different points in time for where the Warriors are at and where the Trailblazers are at. That being said, the Trailblazers had won their last four games. Granted, those were with Yusuf Nurkic, which I think really played a big role in the game last night. Uh, but still, uh, Portland got off to an early lead. It was 29-19 in the first, but the Warriors would end up coming back and would go up 70-57 at half. A huge turnaround. I believe at one point it was like a 40-13 to run by the Warriors. And seven Warriors in double figures. It wasn't, it wasn't the Steph Curry show. It wasn't the Klay Thompson show. It was really up and down the lineup. Guys were contributing. Uh, Steph Curry had nine assists at the half, which could have been a lot more. I mean, he was just dicing up the defense and getting guys open looks. He would end the game with 18 points and 14 assists. Jordan Poole would have a game high plus 33 in 25 minutes. As a team, only committing 12 turnovers, 15 three-pointers made, and 27 of 32 from the foul line, 84 and a half percent. You know that I'm all about those free throws and converting it a high clip. Jonathan Kaminga, 8 of 10, um, 66, off, 66 points off the bench for the Warriors. Um, just a lot of great things, you know, against a depleted Portland team. But, you know, honestly... The opponent doesn't matter. Anything can happen in any night. As we saw, Portland got off to that early lead. So, you know, I'm not discrediting that the Trailblazers were missing a lot of players. But at the end of the day, I am happy to see that the Warriors came out of the All-Star break ready to go. Uh, You know, maybe not the first eight minutes of the first quarter, but ready to go in the game, make the right adjustments, take care of business. And in doing so... 
addressing a lot of the holes that they had been showing coming into the all-star break, which was notably lacking three point shooting uh, and bench points and defense. So the defense was on point. Uh, a lot of points from the bench, a lot of guys stepping up. Uh, the Warriors would had would end up with eight players in double figures. Wiggins had 10, Peyton had 10, Looney had 10, Clay Thompson had 18, Steph Curry had 18, Jordan Poole had 15, Kaminga had 17, and Otto Porter 10. So just up and down the roster contributions. Love to see Jonathan Kaminga the second highest scorer behind Curry and Thompson. Um, I actually misspoke earlier. He was 10 of 12 from the line. And, you know, I think the only thing that, the only concerning thing uh, lately has really been Andrew Wiggins, who has lost a little bit of his offensive efficiency and, um, you know, I, I'm not concerned yet, but at least it, it seems to be a little bit of a trend here. So Wiggins, although he did have 10 points, he was scoreless in the first half. He has scored all 10 in the third quarter, didn't play in the fourth. In 25 and a half minutes, he was 4 of 13 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3, 0 of 2 from the line. Still very productive defensively, two steals and a block, three rebounds and an assist. Um, no turnovers. He would end up with a plus three. And... Andrew Wiggins in particular, looking at it his last five games, 13 points, two threes, four boards, two assists, a steal, a block, 41% from the field, 40% from the foul line. So, yeah, the the field goal percentage has gone down a lot. The free throws have gone down a lot. Um, I think earlier in the season he was at 18 points per game. Uh, a little bit of this is the Clay Thompson effect and kind of figuring out the rotations. So... You know, it's interesting because we thought that Clay Thompson re-entering the team in the starting lineup would afford Wiggins more opportunities and easier looks. So I do still think that that is eventually what happens. Um, I just also think he's going through a little bit of a rough patch here. And, you know, um, certainly in the games leading into the All-Star break, we could have had a more aggressive Wiggins, would have been a lot of help. But... Um, you know, this is the reality. So I'm hoping that his next five games look a lot more like what we are seeing at the beginning of the season than what his last five have been. Um, otherwise, there wasn't really too much to hit on on the Portland side. I mean, Anthony Simons looked locked in. He had 24 points and three assists. He got hot really early. So did Josh Hart and Justice Winslow. That trio really opened the game locked in and on fire, hitting a lot of shots, making a lot of good defensive reads and plays. But the Trailblazers got the Warriors' attention midway through the first, and the adjustments were made. And the Warriors just took uh, just took everything away from Portland, didn't give them a chance, and just really flipped the game uh, and just ran away with it at the end there. Um, or not at the end, but just <laughs> ran away ran away with the game and that was really all it was it was garbage time basically for the entire fourth quarter hey guys we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at sports ethos thrive fantasy prop up with thrive fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100 percent deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play 
pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team, our podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So, uh, you know, post-All-Star break, this is really when teams are rounding into form, getting ready for the postseason. On the other side of the coin, you've got teams that have really kind of been ruled out of playoff contention or you know, through injuries or what have you have kind of shifted their focus, whether that's big moves at the trade deadline or lack of big moves or missing guys because they're unavailable due to COVID protocols, injuries, etc. So, you know, this is really the make it break it point of the season. You either have teams um, who are on the fence break out and make a run or vice versa. So I really hope to see the Warriors take care of business here. Uh, We got some really big news over the All-Star bait. Chris Paul has a fractured thumb and he's going to miss the next six to eight weeks. So, you know, obviously that's really big for the Phoenix Suns. I do think it gives the Warriors an opportunity to potentially take the one seed from them. So, you know, as of today, The Warriors are currently six and a half games behind the Phoenix Suns, so it's definitely not going to be easy. We've got about 22 games left in the season. Um, And, you know, Phoenix Suns are a very deep team, so it's next man up for them. They're certainly more than talented enough to continue winning. Devin Booker, Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, DeAndre Ayton. They've got a lot of talent. Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder, JaVale McGee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, they're just not going to roll over and play dead and give these games away. They uh, are going to continue to come out and play hard. So I'd like to see the Warriors try and do the same. I don't think that, you know, while it would be great for the Warriors to get the one seed, I don't think it's like a do or die, make it or break it, whether they're the first seed or the fourth seed. However, for me, it's more about the health of the team and the way that they're playing. And so I'd like to see them continue to build on this game against the Portland Trailblazers, limiting turnovers, converting on three-pointers, making their free throws, having a very productive bench unit, getting contributions up and down the lineup. It's just not the the Clay and Steph Curry show. Um, Continue to develop Jonathan Kaminga, get Wiseman in there, getting him productive, and let's get Draymond Green back with a handful of games left to go to really get everyone gelling and firing on all cylinders. Uh, But just a look at the Warriors' next 10 games here for a look ahead. We've got the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday, followed by the Timberwolves, then the Mavericks, then the Lakers, then the Nuggets, then the Clippers, then the Nuggets, then the Bucks, then the Wizards, then the Celtics. A lot of good teams there. So, you know, and, and for... The remaining schedule of games, even the teams that are, have losing records, you know, this is the weird part of the season where even the bad teams can at times be good. So nothing comes easy, you know, as we saw in that Portland game, which did end up in a blowout. It definitely didn't look easy at the front, the front end of the first quarter. So you can't take anything for granted. Um, I would like to see the Warriors come out and win them all. Obviously, that would be great. A couple tough opponents in there, uh, 
you know, the Dallas Mavericks have been playing really well. The Timberwolves have been playing really well. Anthony Davis is going to be out for the Lakers, so they're going to continue to struggle. But that's, you know, Lakers are always give us trouble. You got two games against the Denver Nuggets after Nikola Jokic had that incredible pass to uh, Monty Morris for the game winner. You got the Clippers, who we lost to earlier. Uh, the Wizards, who are a big wild card, missing Bradley Beal for the season, but got Kristaps Porzingis in the blockbuster trade deal, and followed by the Boston Celtics, who are also playing pretty well in their own right. So going to be a lot of tough opponents, but the Warriors are more than up for the challenge. Love to see the updates on James Wiseman and Gary Payton going to be locked into the starting unit. And, you know, that's really all we got today. Kind of a short pod but wanted to touch on a few points over the weekend and looking ahead for the next 10 games. Um, I think this is going to be really exciting. I certainly was missing Warriors basketball myself uh, during the All-Star break, and it's great to be back, great to be back doing the pods. So um, with that, before we close out, I just want to remind you guys all to please use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping, and also to check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Once again, this has been a Sports Ethos presentation. You've been listening to the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. I'm Sam Orlick. Please follow me on Twitter at SDORlick. And please subscribe, rate, and review the show. And we'll catch you guys next time.